Welcome to 9 to 5 Mac Daily for the week of WWDC 2023. I used to be your host, Zach Hall. I'm back again with your host, Chance Miller. Hi, Chance. Hi, Zach. How are you? Fantastic. Where are we? We're at Apple Park in the podcast studio. The last time I recorded a podcast as part of WWDC, it was at the convention center in San, San Jose. Okay. And it was uh, a room as part of the convention center. Okay. And it was small. <laughs> there was styrofoam with the Apple Podcast logo cut into it. <laughs> and there were multiple Philips Hue Go lamps pointing at uh, the white styrofoam to display purple like the podcast icon color. I'd say this is a nice upgrade. I mean, I, comfy chairs, nice mics, good artwork. I feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. You can do a lot in, what, five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So, Chance, you've attended the keynote today and watched the video from the hotel. <laughs> this is, you were in the sun. I was, I was in the sun. Only for about the first 45 minutes, maybe. Okay. Then the sun went behind the building. You look healthy. Uh, sunscreen, man. Yeah. I was in, in the hotel room. I couldn't figure out the thermostat. It was on 63 the entire time. I would have rather been there. And the only thing keeping me alive was this Ted Lasso sweatshirt. Bought at the Apple Park Visitor Center. Yeah, special. So that's useful. I don't know what you know about everything that happened today. <laughs> I know being there can be overwhelming. Covering it can be like you only see what you're writing about. Um, so I've got a little bit of a, a guide here for us to go through chronological order. All right. Uh, and then most importantly, we'll get to this, but you've had real life hands-on, heads-on experience with the uh, Apple Rally, uh, whoa, Apple <laughs> Apple Vision Pro? Vision Pro. You know, yes. practice saying that. Powered by Vision OS. Vision OS. The rumors were all wrong. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, first up, I know you know about this thing because you were very excited for it. The MacBook Air uh, M2 now on 15 inches. Yeah. It's 15.3. 15.3. Same as the 13-inch MacBook Air. Bigger. And I think it has two extra speakers. And those are the only differences. You know what I like? Same M2 chip. Get some more screen real estate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little higher resolution. Well, at least for, you know. But the bigger story, I think, is the pricing. The pricing is really good. Uh, what what was your expectation? I was thinking 15-inch would come in at sixteen ninety nine. Okay. I was thinking maybe fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little halfway between the MT MacBook Air and then the MacBook Pro at four, 14 at 2000 So what we got was... Uh, Let's see, twelve ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, yeah, twelve ninety nine, and so we think, oh, that's a hundred dollars more expensive than the than the M two thirteen inch MacBook Air, but then that went down a hundred bucks, right? Which addresses an issue. People thought, thought it was you know a little bit expensive when it came out. Yeah, and the M one stays at nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. so it's nine ninety nine M one, ten ninety nine, thirteen inch M two, mm-hmm. and twelve ninety nine. 15-inch M2. I thought that was pretty good for yeah. for a, a, a computer announced a year ago. Mm-hmm. You've got the next one with the same chip, so a year later. Um, you know, I don't think you can make any complaints about that because of the price of the 15-inch the being, you know, pretty good. Yeah. And then the, the year-old one going down a hundred bucks, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. And the in the, the M1 version is still solid, and I kind of look at it as like $800 because that's effectively, you know, what you see on sale. All yeah, the time. so that's pretty good, too. Uh, so we've got that. You know about the M2 chip? Yes, the M2 Ultra. It, yeah, M2 Ultra. Yeah, 
So that's in the new Mac Studio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is M2 Ultra and M2 Max. Otherwise, the same as the first generation Mac Studio, I believe. It sounds right. Sounds right. I think. I think effectively what you have inside. You know, they added. I think the M1 Pro had effect. You know, effectively had an an afterburner card in it for decoding Pro mm-hmm. uh, Res and Pro Res Raw yeah. video. Um, that was baked into all M2s, including the MacBook Air. And uh, I think this time the M2 Ultra has the power of seven of those cards. And those okay. cards cost two grand in 2019 as an <laughs> option for the Mac Pro. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then do you know about the Mac Pro? Honestly, I forgot about it until just now. Okay, it's the there. The Apple Silicon Mac Pro, finally. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, what, 500-something days since... John Turner said it was coming. Fewer than 500, more than 400. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it today. I don't know about you, but... You know, optimistic. And they didn't even dedicate that much time to it. It's just, it comes stock with the M2 Ultra. It was a story for another day. That day was today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the big, the big difference is there compared to the Mac Studio. Um, for one, you've got PCI slots. You've got eight Thunderbolt ports, which seems mm-hmm. like a lot of Thunderbolt ports. Yeah. You can do a lot of magic with that. Um, I imagine you'll say more on that later. Uh, in the week. Uh, iOS 17, do you know anything about iOS 17? I know the headlining changes to things like messages, then FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to run through some of my favorite things and and see if if you know. Do you know what standby is? Yes. Okay. So that's the thing that Mark Gerben reported. Put your iPhone in landscape mode on a charger, and it can show you some widgets, the time. Nice thing about that is that it's any iPhone that supports iOS 17, which is the iPhone XR, XS, and later. So the 10 and the 8, 8 plus get dropped this year. Okay. Pretty fair. That was a while ago. <laughs> that was that was uh, a month after my kid was born, and now he's in first grade. So, you know, that's fair. Uh, uh, journal, new upcoming later this year? Yes. Yeah. I was impressed by that. Uh, you may not know this one. I'm trying to trick you here. Uh, crossfade and music. I did see that fly by, and I was very happy. Yep. That's been on Android for several years. And on Apple Music for yeah, Android. Apple Music on Android. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I took one last chance to write about it on Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I actually had a lot of story ideas that were like for the future that I've been putting off. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday, I just crammed a lot of those ideas in one story. And Your I'm glad because it would have yeah. would have been too late. Yeah. Uh, FaceTime, FaceMail. Well, it's called voicemail, but I call it FaceMail. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, interactive widgets on iOS now. Name Drop, which is AirDrop based contact sharing like bump in the right. old days but it's for more than just contacts you can do uh you can begin share play that way mm-hmm. yeah some more stuff you can even go from the iphone to the watch or the watch to the watch yeah which is you know i was thinking i, I read a little bit about this in the past year it'd be cool to have airdrop on the watch you know what would you do with it well share contacts i guess you know that's and things you can do one of the new things for airdrop too is if you start sharing a larger file mm-hmm. with someone you can walk away from that person and it just continues sharing over the, the internet. internet. Yeah. That's right. So that's a nice change. Whose internet? <laughs> I don't know. Someone's internet. Yeah. 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 Apple's internet. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have this in my notes. I think Craig implied, Craig Federighi, that you can type the F word now without getting ducked over by autocorrect. That is true. Haven't run the betas yet, but I'm going to try it out. <laughs> There's a bunch of other autocorrect things too, right? It, no, that was it. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, lot. there's a lot. It's uh, it's, it's uh, it sounds like it's a really big upgrade. Um, autofill verification codes. You know about those? You know, that's yeah, like the greatest feature that Apple's whoever invented that. You know, it's a genius. <laughs> uh, it, it can now come from mail. Oh, that's nice. And 
you have the option to auto clean up those verification codes. So automatically remove them from messages and mail. Mm -hmm. That's a nice change. That's something I've written about quite a bit. Yeah. They read us, I think. I don't know. (laughs) They listen to your podcast. Siri uh, sans hey. You can just say Siri now as an option. Yeah, that's an option, which is key. Yep. Yep. I think it's... I don't know if it's just true or not, but I think it's on the second generation HomePod, not the first. Yeah. Which means so. you can you got one that you do one command for and the other, <laughs> you know, you can say hey to, I guess. Um, I'm excited about this uh, mood tracking as part of health. It'll come yes. with um, a good questionnaire that'll help you get further in and um, looks like an, a really good user interface, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. um, for, 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 you know, putting that information down. Uh, several years ago, I was just really impressed with the Apple Watch and what it did for fitness tracking. And mm-hmm. then I hit like a you know curveball in life, yeah, and uh, <laughs> lost a lot of motivation. <laughs> and I was I was I wrote at the time, you know, I don't know how to do this, but the the watch itself does a great job of motivating you. But it, it's hard to consider external factors in your life yeah. that throw you off. And so um, this is pretty good. You look at it, you've got history of of what you log, and in the context of are you doing, you know, uh, mindful minutes? Are you exercising? How are you sleeping? Um, yeah. Which is contextually important. It is. Mm-hmm. One of those questions, what do you do for sleep tracking? Well, this is, is going to help you. Yeah. Put it all in one place. And it's on the iPad yep. now. That help that. Help that, yep. Which looks, looks really good. Um, stage, let's, let's go, well, uh, yeah, let's go to iPad OS 17. The lock screen, uh, now it's customization, which I think was worth the year wait because it yeah. looks... <laughs> yeah, so on iPad, really it's good. along the side mm. of the lock screen instead of just under the time like on iPhone. Mm-hmm. So that's – I think that kind of solves part of the problem people had with widgets too on the iPad where the widgets were pinned to the side and then they weren't. So now you can at least pin things to the side of your lock screen. Yeah. Haven't, haven't ran that beta, but I'm looking forward to doing that. Like I said, we have the health app, stage manager. I'm going to quote Apple here. Get more flexibility in moving and resizing windows so you can site your workspace just the way you want it. Yeah. That addresses all concerns people had last year. I was sitting next during the keynote to Federico Vitici and Chris Lolly, uh-huh. and they were both very happy about that change for stage manager and that you can now use your display's built-in camera when using stage manager instead of only using the iPad camera. Yeah, that's pretty good for having, like, your, another angle on you. Yeah. And people love the pseudo display camera, so that's one of the – you can oh, yeah. go from they your iPad and, and replace it with your pseudo display camera, so – uh, and there's a there's a beta release for yeah. Studio Display. Mm-hmm. I saw that you can um, th- there's this new feature where you can do a, you know things like gestures, you know thumbs up will um, release confetti yeah. above you, and that feature works when you have it's it's on the Mac, on Mac OS specifically. It works when you use your iPhone with continuity camera mm-hmm. or a Studio Display, but not your Pro Display XDR. That is true. So it's the the first time that you're falling behind software-wise with what your display can handle. So I'm trying to think of instances where I would be on a video call and want to give <laughs> thumbs up to have fireworks explode behind me. I wanted to know what, like, two two middle fingers up does. I don't know. Like, we, we need a new effect for that. <laughs> Shooting star? Uh. <laughs> Mac OS 14. Do you know the name? Sonoma. Sonoma. My first reaction was, it sounds like a minivan. Sounds like Williams Sonoma. Having not, oh, that's two. Having not, you know, been from been from California. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the next thing that came to mind was my Sharona. My Sharona. No, thanks for that. You're that's, welcome. 
<laughs> now we have a new way to remember it. So, uh, let's see. Game mode gives your Mac prior access to your CPU and GPU. So, mm-hmm. once you know Apple's going further into taking your Mac seriously for gaming, and there's a lot of titles actually coming for. For the, yeah. for the Mac right now. And one of the things, too, for gaming was it's Game Port Kit or something. Mm-hmm. And that's going to let game developers bring their apps to Mac OS much, much quicker than they would used to have to do everything manually. Cool. That will make that, you know, more games come even sooner. Hopefully. I like that. Uh, I, I love this when I saw it on the website under, like, the more features section mm-hmm. for Mac OS. And what I have in my notes is... Cats and dogs are people, finally. And what yes. that means is in photos, when you've got the faces feature, you can name the, the animals that it detects. And, I mean, it acknowledges that pets are family. I have a dog. You have yeah. two dogs. You could used to be able to uh, search for pets, and mm-hmm. it would recognize a dog or a cat, but it wouldn't recognize, like, my two dogs separately, Blake and Ruby. Yeah, I would Now search... it'll recognize Blake and Ruby as their own individual people. That's so. right. My wife's going to like that one. I would search dogs looking for my current dog and then see memories of past dogs and then go down the rabbit hole (laughs) of all that. So that's that's really cool. Safari now has profiles. Yes. Sort of like what what Chrome has done. Yeah. Uh, I believe you can lock private tabs behind uh, Touch ID, Face ID. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Web apps. Web apps. Web app apps. Yeah. Yeah. So, So TweetDeck, we use TweetDeck for work. The Twitter service, the app went away, which was just a web app and like a wrapper, but we relied on it. And then we used, what is the other app we used? Twizzle? We used Tweetin. Tweetin. Which that's also now broken. I broke. So I, what I've done is I, I, I installed Chrome, don't use Chrome, but I installed it just to have a web app window of right. TweetDeck. And I don't like the Chrome icon at all. <laughs> so I used the Chrome Canary to get the gold version. Oh, yeah. As soon as, as soon as I have this, I'm going to get rid of all that. Yeah, so this is the thing that lets you save any web app in Safari and just put it right in your macOS dock. So, yeah, and yeah. they showed it with Stage Manager, so there's, like, you've got yeah. the ad app window. I was thinking Instagram for Mac. Yeah. yeah. They might block that somehow. <laughs> for, for the for, 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 uh, Vision Pro, there's yeah. the option to, to <laughs> opt out of having your iPhone or iPad app be available yeah. there. So we know who will do that. TVOS, anything new about that? Uh, yeah, new control center design. Okay, I didn't know that. And you can find your Siri remote using your iPhone. That's right. It doesn't have, the, the Siri remote doesn't have uh, the U1 chip U1 inside, chip, yeah. which is you know, kind of... I think it's going to use Bluetooth to do that, mm-hmm. which, I mean, a lot of people just use cases for the Siri remote that have an AirTag holder in yeah. it which that still seems Ju- like just best. use that seems a little yeah. excessive <laughs> i like features that i didn't know were possible with what we had that's true and then they they do it and you're like wow cool there's also uh, facetime on apple tv now yes with How continuity do, camera yeah they, they they show continuity camera and they show the apple tv above and of course it looks impressive you know you've got the kit on, on the screen mm-hmm. but it, it just you know you hear about the 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 idea of a of an all in one HomePod with a camera for Apple TV, right. you know, and you're like, that's the building blocks to it, and then this is what will be more elegant than that. And combine the new smart display features for iPhone. Mm-hmm. All of the writing is on the wall on the TV. <laughs> Air AirPods and HomePod. Uh, I guess HomePod. What I have is that you don't need to say hey for for Siri. Yeah, there. Um, for AirPods, there's a new mode called Adaptive Mode. 
and and it is transparency plus active noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. And so, if you you're using noise cancellation and someone you know speaks to you, it lower it it senses that and lowers the volume. You can hear them. Mm-hmm. You can you can on your phone a phone call. You can click to mute or unmute. Basically, it just dynamically switches between yeah. transparency mode and noise cancellation. Yeah. And um, auto switching is a feature that's been around for a while. Yeah. Between devices, Mac, iPhone, iPad, watch, Apple TV. And uh, it's once again on the new feature list because it's now more reliable. Which that's not necessarily saying much. It well, wasn't I mean, great before. It's always been, I guess, reliable. But yeah. the way it's implemented is frustrating, especially if you have... If you're using like two Apple devices yeah. at the same time, but I think it's kind of the point though is that it has been even if you're using it and you accept mm-hmm. that trade-off, sometimes you wait. Yeah, and I, so you know we'll test that out. Uh, Watch OS 10. Yeah, Watch OS 10 is a big one. Yeah, what do you think about it? What's in there? So the big change is the widgets. So now, what is it from any watch face? Mm-hmm. You can turn the digital crown. And it'll show you at least a smart stack of widgets mm-hmm. that you can then scroll through and mm-hmm. see more info from. But what I didn't catch is, can you customize what appears there? Absolutely. And you can okay. even select groups of complications. So to distinguish complications, you're watching the watch face. Widgets okay. are the separate view. Um, but you can make a widget that displays multiple complications. And so the way it was pitched on in the keynote was... You know, you you've got watch faces with lots of complications. Think about infographic and and those types. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if you? Well, a lot of people do is they have a, a photo of a family member or a pet. Yeah. And those, you know, you, you can you can lay some complications over sometimes. Sometimes I think you, you don't get that option. So this says scroll your crown, and you've got access to, to much uh, more yeah. than what some fixed complications would be. So that's pretty neat. It's very much like the Siri watch face, but it's customizable in a way that that never panned out to be uh and also on this topic there you know i think some of the expectation was based on people's reporting was that you'd click the crown and rather than go to the app grid you go to this view yeah and i think it's more intuitive than that because you know it's, it's just like the siri watch face wise or is when you scroll and you get access to it on any watch face so well because um, right now on most watch faces scrolling with a digital crown doesn't do anything Used to do it used to do the time, time travel, travel. Yeah. yeah. But since they got rid of that, it's yeah. They outlawed time travel because <laughs> it was bad for the timeline and yeah, multiverse stuff. So yeah. they had to get rid of that. Uh, and also on on Vision Pro, the headset has got a digital crown. Yes, spinning it takes you from from VR to AR mode, basically how, how immersive it is. Mm-hmm. So and then clicking it takes you to your your grid of yeah. apps. So to breaking that on the watch would have been weird. Yeah. So that's. That's that. Um, let's see what else. A lot of the watch, well, every watch face maybe, or, or, or the apps have been redesigned apps, yeah. to, I think a lot of what you had before was these apps were designed for the series, you know, the first gen through series three. Mm-hmm. And then Apple Watch supported, or WatchOS supported the series three for a long time. Until well, last year. Until last year. And then this year is the first time where it's like every every Apple Watch that runs this, you know, mm-hmm. you've had a year to think on that, and now every watch every watch that runs this will have curved, you know, instead of being squared off, it'll be right. it'll be cornered or, or circular in the corners, and uh, it, it just looks like like apps look like looks like the watch faces were. So obviously the focus was on making new watch faces yeah. before that fit these new screen types, but now the watch apps themselves. Mm-hmm. 
look like, you know, what if he made weather a watch face? What if he made yeah. World Clock a watch face? Well, because the key of the new designs is really those buttons in each corner, mm-hmm. like the corner complications on the watch face. Mm-hmm. So consistency is there is nice. Yeah, you've got uh, a couple of new watch faces. One's called Palette, which is color-based. Yep. A lot of colors involved. And then uh, Snoopy and Woodstock from Peanuts yep. have arrived. That's going to make everybody who wants custom watch faces happy. Yeah. That'll <laughs> fill the gap. <laughs> some things you can't do in, in watchOS. Uh, I, I asked some people on the beta to try this out today. If you're on a phone call mm-hmm. on the watch and you want to, you know, check your email, check the calendar for something you're talking on the phone, can't do it still. Oh. you got to hang it up to leave the, the phone app. <laughs> I, <laughs> and there's no custom tones for, like, you know, everyone wears the watch. You know, you have sounds on, you get the ding for a message or email. Yeah. Who's, whose was that, you know? Don't know. I think the solution to that is just be normal and not have sounds on your Apple Watch enabled. But I, I work alone. <laughs> I love sounds. They work hard on the sounds, which is why you can't change them. Yeah. So. Uh, offline maps can be saved on the iPhone, saved to the watch as well, mm-hmm. which addresses, you know, one of the um, launch concerns for Apple Watch Ultra was how do you get offline maps on this if it's a sports watch? A lot of other, other watches right. have it. Now it'll be on the Apple Watch for all Apple Watches. Um, name Drop, mentioned that before. I like the name Name Drop. Yeah. Zero Drop is cool. But Name Drop is like, you know, if you're in a conversation and you talk about someone famous, like I met Chance Miller <laughs> the other day, and then it's like it's a name, so name Drop. I don't know if that's a name drop, but it's a name drop. Yeah, it's big around this town. And uh big update on on cycling workouts. Mm-hmm. You can you can pair with Bluetooth accessories that um kind of show power levels that 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 cyclists use. Right. Um you can pair you, you can do a live activity on your iPhone. So imagine you're on your on your bike and mm-hmm. your iPhone is mounted to your bike. You can now have the watch show on the iPhone a live activity for your workout, mm-hmm. including showing data like speed. And you can tap the live activity, and it takes a you know, full screen experience. Yeah. So it's really, like, I don't, I don't know. Does Fitbit do that? I don't know. Google bought them. I don't think you can do that. I haven't ridden a bike in, like, 10 years. So. Do you have a Peloton? Not anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's a very cool thing. I have a bike. I have a bicycle. Just get an e-bike. See how that works. We are sponsored this week by Mosul. Managing Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult, and Mosul makes it easy. As the leader in modern mobile device management and security for Apple in the enterprise, Mosul offers solutions for every stage of your business. Just starting out, try Mosul Business free and receive the complete mobile device management feature set for Mosul Premium for up to 30 devices at no charge. Wherever you are in your Apple device journey, Mosul is there to support you. With a focus on usability, automation, and the best support on the market, Mosul delivers a new approach to Apple device management that is more powerful, efficient, and affordable than legacy solutions. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. My thanks to Mosul for their support of 9to5Mac daily. We are sponsored this week by Clean My Mac X. Junk files, hung processes, and malicious apps can slow down even the latest, most powerful Macs. Maintaining your Apple machine, whether old or new, is essential for smooth macOS performance. Clean My Mac X is an all-in-one Mac maintenance tool 
that takes care of old junk, faulty apps, and malware in an efficient, aesthetically pleasing, and hassle-free way. You can run CleanMyMacX to gear your Mac up for the groundbreaking additions announced this year at WWDC and macOS Sonoma. You can get 5% off your CleanMyMac purchase by hitting the link in the show notes below. My thanks to CleanMyMacX for their support of 9to5Mac Daily. <laughs> what else was there today? Vision Pro, Vision OS. Yes. I, I, I'll run down a few things here, and then I'll hand it over to you because I've got questions, and you've had mm-hmm. actual hands-on time with it. Yeah, if you're wondering why I'm behind on some of the other mm-hmm. updates, it's because I've been in virtual reality. <laughs> Let's see. So uh, I think important for this, you know, the name is Vision Pro. We, uh, what do you feel about that? It's better than Reality Pro, I think, and it fits more with the Apple's idea that you're not cut off from the rest of the world. It's a good name. It's a good name. It is a good name. It has vision to it. Okay, move on. Vision OS, lowercase v, capital OS. Mm-hmm. Better than, than XROS? Much better than XROS. Which you'd pronounce 10ROS. Yeah. Because of the phone. Uh, price is thirty four ninety nine. Apple did that thing again where they where there's one price rumored and they actually surprise you with a different one. Well, yeah, but they surprised you in the wrong way. On the iPad, people thought it was going to be $1,000 in the press, and then it ended up being 500 Same thing here, $500 difference. Yeah. Yeah, 3500 I think that's why people in the crowd gasped at the price, just like <laughs> they did with the iPad. <laughs> uh, starting for, starting at $3,499. Yeah. Not really an explanation for what that means. No. Um, I don't think it means Vision Pro Edition, like the watch was like starting from 349 or so. Uh, I think it means that, you you pay for the corrective lenses, which, yeah. which is a factor. Um, I've used other headsets, you know, that are, uh, you know, entry level versions of this, mm-hmm. and I've, I wear glasses. Usually, there's a spacer involved, and um, there's like no peripheral vision, which takes you out of the immersion. Yeah, um, but you do get to do it. On, on this, it seems like there's, there's so many things happening. Like, you know, even even I think just one main thing is eye tracking. And if you were to wear glasses in front of a camera and screen, I think that would be a, in the way. I think the reflectivity would, would break right. that. So the solution is Apple has partnered with Zeiss, which is a well-known name mm-hmm. in lenses from cameras to you know, glasses. And um, in this case, they've you, you will supply your uh, prescription mm-hmm. and you can have custom-ordered lenses that magnetically attach to Vision Pro. Right. And, uh, you know... As an additional cost, I'm not thrilled about that, but I do get that it's a lesser experience when you use a spacer and you've, yeah. you know, and it isn't comfortable to have a thing of like goggles over your face and glasses in between. Yeah. So trade off there, but but probably for the best. Um, US only at launch. Yeah. Launch early not next year. Early next year. Yeah. The uh, specs of the thing, too, are, I think, justify the price to a degree. I mean, well, there's nothing else like this. Yeah, and I don't think you could start. A, you could. I don't think you could be a startup and make Vision Pro and, and expect to stay in business. But I think if you're Apple and you've got expertise in these areas already from your other products, and you don't rely on this product to to sell out to survive as a company, yeah, then you can you can afford to do this. And and so in some ways, it's one of those things where only Apple could do for financial reasons. <laughs> The reference that Apple has made a few times is to the original Mac, where it started at $2,500, and that was in 1984. 
So in today's dollars, that's like $8,000. So that Vision Pro is half price compared to the original Mac. Vision Pro also wasn't the most expensive thing at the keynote. The Mac Pro is $9.99. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the new Mac Pro, M2, Mac, M2 Ultra Mac Pro, it, it only goes up to 12000 and some odd dollars. What was the old one, like $60,000? Yes. Yeah. It was over 50000 at launch, and then they added from 4 terabytes to 8 terabyte storage option. Right. This, this can go up to 8 terabyte storage for only 12000 Only. The, the big difference, and again, you've got to factor in that the, the M2 Ultra is like effectively seven afterburner cards baked in. So yeah. there's, there's 14000 right there, even though it's cheaper. Um, but the, I think the big difference is the, the amount of RAM you can have. On the old Mac Pro, you could have 1.5 terabytes. Now it's 192. 192 gig, uh, gigabytes, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the memory situation on using Apple Silicon is different than, than before. But I think mm-hmm. that if you could be higher, you would, uh, and that will happen over time. But I, I don't have a good sense of what the difference in 1.5 terabytes and 192 no. gigabytes of RAM is. I use 8 gigabytes from day to day. So, uh, yeah, but, but that, that's, the, I think, the bulk of the cost difference there. Yeah. And, and I wonder how many people bought the $50,000 model. I know, I know some people did it for YouTube. Yeah, and KBHD did it, I think. Yeah, I just did it. Yeah. So now you can't spend that much money on a Mac Pro. For the best. And it still makes the headset, the, the Apple Vision Pro, a value. Because it's basically like an iPad and your TV and going to a concert and going to a sports game and everything else in one. You know, having a big desktop display that goes around you, all those things. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, yeah, that's actually the last thing on my list there. So, Chance, you've had IRL heads on time Correct. with Apple Vision Pro. What are you allowed to say about your experience? Well, I wrote a lot about it, so I think I was allowed to say everything I wrote, I hope. But the basically when I walked in, we had to do a fitting, which involved a scan of your face, sort of like Face ID, but it, there was two different steps to it. Then we did a spatial audio scan for the personalized spatial, spatial audio feature. Then I went into a little room and put on a headset that they had adjusted to to my custom size and so i put it on tightened there's a headband along the top and then mesh band around the back and yeah and then from there we started demoing it so i got to wear it and apple kindly walked me through gave me a tutorial on how to use everything basically the first time you power it on you see uh like the hello that is on the imac that's on the watch now, by the way. Is it? And yeah. You see that projected in front of you in AR. Then you do a calibration test with your eyes. So you look up, down, left, right. You, like, follow the dot as it moves across the screen. And then you're taken right into Vision OS, which the Vision OS, I mean, it's basically like you're looking at a floating Apple Watch. The honeycomb grid on Apple Watch, it's basically then you use your eyes to move between the different icons and to select an icon, you tap with your fingers into, so that, the, air, into, the, into air. the air. That's one of the things that Vision Pro does completely different than I think most other headsets is there's no controller, mm-hmm. not even optionally. It's all eyes, hands, and gestures and, and voice. I, I voice think a, a lot of what you've seen as the, the, the driver for using, the, using Vision Pro, yeah, we've seen sort of 
actual implementations of this and with accessibility features before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. so then in Vision OS, we, what did we do? Went the into, first thing you did. First thing we did was went to the TV app and we watched a 3D version of Avatar, a little clip of it, because that's a big selling point that Apple's using is 3D movies. Mm -hmm. So if you thought 3D TVs were kind of a fad, but this is like a completely different, more immersive implementation of it. With, with 3D TVs, you needed to buy special glasses for your TV. Right. And they broke. <laughs> and in this case, it's, it's not just a 3D TV. Right. That, that there may, not, may or may not be content, content for. Mm -hmm. There's going to be content for this. Oh, yeah. There already is. Bob Iger said so. Yeah. T Bob Iger made an appearance in the keynote and said Disney Plus will be on the Apple headset from day one. But otherwise, during the demo, we watched what Apple had some preloaded, like, immersive experiences. So those would make you seem like you're flying above a city or in the wildlife with a bunch of animals. And those would be completely immersive. So you'd look up, down, left, right, and it was like you were wherever that environment was. Then you can use the digital crown to adjust the level of immersiveness. How cool is it that what came from the watch, digital crown, mm -hmm. then and this this and the, the shape of this, the, the the side button, yeah, went to AirPods Max, and was totally like the perfect thing for that. Oh yeah, makes makes the ergonomics of of the controls so much better than any any other pair of headphones. You you figure it out. You don't have to guess. What is this shame button? Is this shape you know do? Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, on the watch now, the side button takes you to con uh, control center in any app. Oh, that's nice. Instead of having to press and pause and swipe up from mm -hmm. other apps. Goodbye, Doc. Yeah, the, Back to the Vision Pro. The Vision Pro controls are pretty useful. On the, the crown is on the right-hand side, and it's just for controlling the level of immersion. And then hitting it once will take you back to the, the home view with the apps. And then on the other side, there is like a camera shutter button. Oh, cool. And that's something we didn't get to test out, mm -hmm. but it's there, and Apple showed it. But mm -hmm. I guess it's not ready for demo. But you can make uh, immersive photos and videos. Right. Yeah, one of the things Apple pitched is spatial photos and videos, which you take with the headset, and then you can go back and watch them, and they're in 360, or not 360, but virtual reality, basically. It's like you're living that experience again. Apple said it's a memories-type feature. Mm -hmm. And we did get the, a demo of that. One was a kid's birthday party. One was a campfire. Mm -hmm. And those were impressive. It's in the case of the birthday party, the kid blew out the candles and the, like, the smoke from the candles was coming towards you and the same thing in the campfire. So much of what Vision Pro is seems like it's not a new idea, but that's just because it's been shown in sci-fi. Yeah. Like there's even series on, on TV plus, movies and series, where they show this mm -hmm. type of thing and you're like, those are all the ideas that we want to see happen in the future. Yeah. Only this is the future now. I think part of that future, too, is what Apple's doing with FaceTime on Vision Pro. Yeah. So FaceTime on Vision Pro, if you're, so if you're wearing a headset and the other person is just on an iPhone or an iPad or whatever, what they see is a version of your face that's composited using what Apple says is machine learning. Mm-hmm. So they're attempting to replicate the exact look of your face. Not as an animation no. or a Memoji. No, your real face. Mm -hmm. And then if you're also talking to somebody on, 
who's also wearing a headset. You see a composited version of their face. So that's what I got to experience is I did a FaceTime call with an Apple employee who was wearing the headset. So he was composited in the Vision Pro display. It was interesting. Mm. At first, I didn't really catch on that it was a, what Apple calls them, persona. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch on that it was a persona. But then as he started talking more, if you look around, I looked around like the area of his mouth and you start to see like the blurry lines, the mouth's movements aren't really lining up with the words. So it's sort of, it's a weird experience. And this thing comes out early next year. So well, yeah. half of a year. Apple, it, to, Apple has plenty of time to refine it. Like, yeah. I was impressed that it wasn't emoji and that it's yeah. a representation of you. And you could even, you know, set it up in your, as your best self and then not shave for a year. Yeah. Not shower. <laughs> you still present as your best self with persona. Let's talk about the the outside view of the headset whenever you're wearing it, whenever you're wearing Vision Pro. Yeah. So whenever you're wearing it, people in the room will see your eyes, basically. If you're in if, the level of immersion where you see them back. Right. And so Vision Pro can also like dynamically adjust mm-hmm. what level of immersion you're at. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking something, looking at something and you're fully immersed and say Zach is sitting next to me, if I look over and start talking to you, mm-hmm. it'll make me see you, like lower the level of immersion just for that part of the screen. It's like adaptive mode it, on yeah, AirPods, exactly. but for your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you do that, you would see my eyes too. And then when I went back to watch whatever I was watching, it would... Yeah, go back to normal. And, and if if you can't see the person, you say you're across the room from them, then the outer display on Vision Pro would show an animation that that's you know looks neat, but it's like it's it's to say they can't see you. And it's to get, I think it's supposed to give some sort of context about what you're doing. Right, right. But that's something since I was the one wearing the headset, mm-hmm. I couldn't see that. What Apple's shown, though, isn't like googly eyes. No, no. It's it's like Animation. Persona, where it's when it shows your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's, it's like Persona, but for the outer screen of your, your mm-hmm. eyes. So. Uh, elsewhere in the demo, I'm trying to think. We did so we did some multitasking. So one of the features of Vision OS is spatial aware mo- uh, multitasking. So mm-hmm. we had a messages window, a Safari window, and photos window all next all up next to each other and i you can drag from the bottom and move each window around did it look big well the thing is is you can grab a window and like pull it closer mm-hmm. and then or push it back so it's really up to you how big things are right and then it's sort of the interface is a lot like stage manager in a good way mm-hmm. so, i mean when stage manager was introduced a year ago everybody was, said yeah that will look good in virtual reality yeah, and so yeah. the little navigation bar at the bottom, the corner button to adjust the window size, it's all familiar. But I will say the biggest thing, I think, is that the learning curve for the gestures is tricky at mm-hmm. first. But by the, So I had a demo that was about 30 minutes. But by the end of it, I was moving around without the Apple representative's help. Like yeah. I had gotten the gestures down. Think about the first time you used a magic trackpad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You go through a little demo. You learn the gestures, and you, you never guess that all your fingers can do all those things. Yeah. But once you learn it, it's natural. Right. Yeah. What about sports and, and music? That's a big thing that 
I wrote a lot about before the headset being announced was about how concerts and sports and other events were. If Apple did them well, that would be a reason for me to buy the headset. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, acquired that company Next VR. Mm-hmm. My one scoop in life. Yeah. <laughs> then, so that's, I mean, with what we've saw today, Apple is pitching sports and concerts as a selling point. So during my demo, we saw a 360 video as if we were in the studio with Alicia Keys. Okay. And that was really cool. That was did, a did highlight. Did your brain, like, it, it feels like you're there? Yeah. No, it... Not like you're watching a YouTube mm-hmm. video, but like you're yeah. present? Because you can look up, down, all around and... Do you have legs? You, I don't know. I think you have legs. But you can also, like, reach out with your hand. Yeah. And your hand is put on top of... Okay. As if you're reaching into the video. So that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Then we sat courtside at a Lakers game. Mm-hmm. Then down the first baseline at a Red Sox game. Phil oh, Schiller's team. You like that? Yeah, the baseball that was cool. That's your that's your socks team, right? No, no. What's your socks? The Reds. Oh, Reds without. Yeah, socks. I like Cincinnati Reds. I know there's two socks teams. White socks. Yeah, their logo's black. Correct. Yeah, go Astros. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, ultimately though, I think I left the Vision Pro demo being a lot more impressed than I thought I would be. Yeah, I was kind of skeptical about all of this, but. I think as the leaks... Well, it's very, like, unknown, right? It's, yeah. And it's, it's very nebulous, much... An ins- you know, what is all this? It's very much an instance of Apple tying together everything they have mm-hmm. and what they've been working on in public through things like ARKit mm-hmm. for, what, six years now? Mm-hmm. And then putting all those pieces together, Apple Silicon, because the, the headset has the M2 and a new chip called the R1. Mm-hmm. So it pairs those. And even though it's the first generation... I mean, just seeing all those pieces finally put together was pretty cool. I think a lot of what you get with first generations usually is that you expect the next thing to be the iteration on top of this one. Mm-hmm. And what we what we you know believe is that this is Vision Pro, and then in the future we'll see a version that's that's not as capable, that's down, that's more affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you know even if it was two thousand dollars, that'd be yeah. a big gap there. Um, and then and then eventually there will be a replacement for this one, but it's kind of it's kind of nice that that you don't have to think about this thing getting replaced anytime soon, and and, there's and, and all, it's the best of what you can do right now, right? Yeah. And there's also the whole idea of by announcing this version now, mm-hmm. and they also said that there's going to be some developer kit hardware available later this summer, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So by doing that now, whenever, well, first of all, when the first ver- this first version is actually released in early 2024, there'll be a nice set of content and apps. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they do make the more affordable version, there's a whole ecosystem around it for... Yeah. Have you ever spent $3,500 on an Apple product? So I think we're done with today's episode. I've... Uh, closest I've got is uh, in, in 2016, I got a 15-inch MacBook Pro at the time, the touch bar, first one, with a terabyte of storage. Great investment. Kept it for about a year. <laughs> would have been better if I would have kept it longer. Uh, do you have any, having had handheld experience with it, seeing the keynote, um, do you have any like big questions about, about vision pro big that, questions. That you still wonder about? Like, I wonder, will I be able to use it because of the, the prescription lenses, the corrective lenses aspect of mm-hmm. it? There's a footnote on the website for vision pro that says not all prescriptions will be support, you know, will be support, which is oh, like, interesting. I think of, you know, physics thing, like 
my left, my right, my right lens on my glasses is quite thick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little concerned about that that I might not mm-hmm. might not get to spend a lot of money. I mean, one of my concerns going into it was motion sickness. Sure, yeah. Because I get motion sick incredibly easy. Like I can't look at my phone in a car. Mm-hmm. But in 30 minutes with the headset, I felt fine. There was no motion sickness. Whereas if I looked at my phone intensely in a car like that for 30 minutes, I would be I would be down and out basically. Yeah, we have a couple more minutes left. Do you have you ever worn any any of the um other other, you know, VR devices on the market? Nope. So this was my first ever. First the best first. <laughs> Everything else will be a disappointment. Um f- several years ago I tried PlayStation VR mm-hmm. and I don't remember a thing about it so it wasn't remarkable. Uh last year I tried the MetaQuest 2 uh and I just really didn't know what it was for and I kind of thought oh, this yeah. is a gaming console. Um but wasn't wasn't blown away by it and returned it. And then my friend has a, a Quest Pro, and I tried that. Went to a went to a VR concert, and it was like watching a music video, but with people around you. It was not not, not people characters, animations around you. So yeah, I think this is. I think when you want a VR concert, you want to you want to see like the real there. people. Yeah, and, not yeah. like you're in a in a in a me like Nintendo yeah. me you know, or is, it's verse a, or like Fortnite is kind of when you were talking about your. Quest experience. It sounded a lot like those Fortnite concerts that they do. Exactly, yeah. And uh, no use of the word headset, metaverse, those kind of things. It's um, yeah. The the press release does not say headset one time. It's spatial computing. Spatial computing. Yeah. Apple's got a lot of mileage out of the word spatial since yeah. spatial audio. Uh, all right. So, uh, any last thoughts on Vision Pro, Vision OS? No, I think we covered it all. It was like I said, I was more impressed than I expected to be. Pretty good WWDC. Fantastic WWDC. First one in person. It was a great time. Good announcements. And it's over now. 